Hi, this is Jennifer Nanez from Albuquerque, and you are listening to the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome in to another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Adam Minnick, along with late clapping Lonnie Goldsmith and cleanly shaved Richard Cote on the podcast. Richard, I, you know, we do this on video. You and I are switching the, the shaving habits, it seems like. I, I know. We, we got to get in sync at some point or not. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and, and we know Lonnie gets lazy in the winter, but that's the only time ever Beard is, and then the kids yell at him, and next thing you know, he's clean shaven. No, no, no. The kids yell at me, and then I keep growing because the kid's yelling at me because – I uh, I am spiteful. Oh, but then the wife has enough of it, and then you. No, she actually didn't. She actually like she didn't mind it. I just got started getting warm here. Which what you're saying is she doesn't care what you look like anymore. Basically, it's all. Yeah. Over. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was just it just got too warm. I, you know, didn't. You're didn't in Minnesota. It, it just hit sixty for the first time. What are you talking about? Uh, it hit. We we skipped spring. We had like two days of spring, and it's ninety for the next week. So nice good times. Nice. 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 The playoffs are in full force, guys. We're in round number two, as, as they like to call it, or trois, up in, up in the game seven winners there, right? Um, I mean, holy crap, uh, let's just burn down the house in Toronto. So there's that, because um, they're not in round two in just amazing fashion. Um, in Tampa Bay... Doing the Tampa Bay things. We've got a tie up in the East. Colorado, not surprising anybody. And then there's the North of like, yeah, do we take them seriously after this round? Where do you guys want to start? Lonnie, where, where should we start? I think we got to start in the North because that, I, that those are the two biggest flameouts um, that we've had in a while. And Calgary wasn't even included. Hey, uh, <laughs> okay, let's okay because. Did we expect anything different from Edmonton? I, like, I expected it, them to make it a series and not get swept. Okay. But, I mean, does Edmonton – I mean, we all, I think most of us predicted Edmonton, but does them losing surprise anybody? It's, it, it's not the losing because the it, it's, it's the manner in which. I mean, we made a – I made a pretty good case that despite Hellebuck – I mean, I like Hellebuck, you don't. Well documented here. That – make an easy case for the fact that he could outplay and even steal a couple games, but he didn't have to because Edmonton just didn't show. And then the other side, he had to make the case that Carey Price had to steal a series. If Montreal wanted to win, he only stole one game. And I think it was game seven, in my opinion. I agree. And that's all he needed. I mean, that's the thing in a situation like that. If if he's only going to steal one game out of seven, You want it to be that one. But I thought he'd have to steal three out of four wins for them to win that series. Instead, Toronto just lost it. That, that one is probably the least surprising out of the whole Edmonton-Toronto early exit. I, seeing Toronto collapse like that, I, I was almost setting my watch to it. You know, and Montreal has, you look up and down the roster, they, they've got the pieces there. They've, they've got the, the, the players to put it all together. And if Carey Price is going to turn the clock back a bit, it's, it's one of those situations where it really shouldn't surprise you that much. It, and, yes, of course it shouldn't surprise you that Toronto collapsed, but just the, the sheer investment that has been made, particularly in that forward group, is really to, – to see him – go out like that with a 3-1 lead is just uh, that part is kind of surprising. Well, both Toronto and Edmonton got nothing from their big guns. Nope. And nope. and it's funny because I, I was listening to NHL Network Radio yesterday. I can't remember for the life of me who they were talking about. It was two days ago. And they were talking about it. And they're like, well, you know, like big guns and all that. He goes, well, no. Um, you know, space becomes harder in the playoffs. The rebuttal, I think it may have been and Scott Lachlan. He goes, have you watched Nathan McKinnon? in the first round and a half. Like, yeah, great players find space. You know, Ovechkin has always found space. Patrick Kane has had phenomenal playoff success 
you know, um, Marion hosts on three different teams had had a lot of playoff success. The great players find space and they're well, great in the playoffs. They are. And it's interesting though. You mentioned Ovi and Ovi, it took a, I mean, it took a long time for him to get to a conference final, let alone a, a Stanley cup but, final. Just the, the, play, he, the he format of the playoffs, his numbers are fine. The, right. the format of the playoffs for a long time when he's going up against Crosby and Malkin in their prime is just, it's a really, really, well, really tough about- road to hoe for a guy like Ovi. But no, space can be made if you, if the, the game plan will allow it. There was no game plan that allowed right. guys like Dreisaitl and McDavid to have any open ice. And a lot of that has to do, and we talked about this on the episode two weeks ago, Winnipeg's defensive game plan to keep them bottled up, you look back at that game one, was phenomenal. They did a great – I mean, those guys didn't have time and space because – in part because Winnipeg didn't allow it. Yeah. I mean, in seven games, seven games, Austin Matthews had five points. Marner had four. Muzzin had three. It's not going to do it. Future Columbus, no. future Columbus Blue Jacket forward Mitch Marner, you mean? <laughs> wow. Seth Jones trade? Who says No. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Will, Nylander led your team with five goals and eight points overall. N- th- three guys had multiple goals. Muzzin, who's a D-man. Spezza, who's, who's old, had three. Nylander, three. five. The rest of the, anybody else who scored had one. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. I can tell you, Nylander was great. The guy who, you know. Yes. Nylander being the guy who held out a couple years ago because he wanted his. I got to tell you. He he played like he should be the eight-figure guy as opposed to Matthews and Marner. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I, you know, obviously, the, the Tavares injury, you know, who knows if his presence changes the series. Obviously, that was horrific to watch. Thoroughly accidental, yeah. I think. But, you know, they gave up a lot for, for Felino, And uh, I didn't. Who? Exactly. Who? <laughs> That's exactly right. Hmm. Um, you know, every year, I mean, listen, we're as guilty of this as every other member of the NHL media, guys. We, we hype up trade, the trade deadline. We hype up those acquisitions. And, you know, sometimes, on occasion, it's the guy, he, that, that acquisition is the, the one that, that can make a cup winner. You know, it's but it's not often that it's like the big star that does it. I mean, Nick Felino one assist in his four games, sixty-seven percent draw win. He had as many points as Joe Thornton did, and Joe. But Joe played seven games. Not a good. I mean, Joe. Joe didn't have a good. Jumbo Joe was not Jumbo Joe. He was just a guy. Right. I don't think we expected anything out of uh, Joe Thornton in I, I, well, this entire season. I, so. I don't know. Joe, Th- I, I still had hope in the playoffs we would see a flash. You know, I, I didn't. I, you know, again, it, it, he's clearly, he's just, he's been on the decline, and that's what happens when you log I, the... I don't disagree, well, but... And that's okay. He, he's like, a present. I mean, he's guys. a presence. He's a... Pl- I mean, right. he, I, thought, I thought he'd be a factor in a game or two. Like, you know, I know he's only going to get 10 to 12 minutes a game, but I thought he would do something. I, to me, he's a factor in the room. He's not a factor on the ice. Okay. Exactly. And, you yeah. know, sometimes, again, Felino. correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't he sort of seen as one of the big uh, yeah, trade deadline he, prizes? Yeah. Right. You, you go, so, you know, my frame of reference is Detroit. 1987, at the deadline, the Red Wings picked up Larry Murphy from Toronto, who was, at that point, basically a pylon for Toronto. We saw him. I, I went to a game at Maple Leaf Gardens and saw him. And the, the, the Toronto fans booed him when he was on Toronto. That's yep. how bad he was. Detroit picks him up a week later, and then, you know, Detroit's lifting the cup uh, for the first time in 40-odd years, in part because of him. Sometimes it's not always the big, flashy, sexy acquisitions. It's the, it, it's the little piece that you need to shore up an area that makes all the difference. And... And I think, I, I mean, I don't know. You guys tell me what you think. I think the market of Toronto makes it very hard to go with the subtle 
and the default is the flash because of where they are. To to an extent, um, but I mean, winning. I'll go back to winning cures all. I mean, it's you know they they they've they've gone both ways because you've seen Flash, you've seen um, Jack Campbell as your goalie, and that worked out. I mean, he he didn't play. He played well in the series. I mean, his numbers yeah. were were pretty darn stellar. But I I don't know. I mean. You know, I'm tired of talking about Toronto. Let's talk about let's talk about the series at hand. I mean, let's talk about what's going on. Montreal uh, won the first game five three. They play tonight. We're recording this on Friday. Um, Thursday. It's Thursday. Is this Thursday? Yeah, this is Thursday. We usually record on Friday. Uh, this is on, yeah. They play on Friday. Uh, well, by the time this comes out, it'll be tonight. If you're listening to it on the first time it's available, Richard. Jeez. Who says I'm not posting it Thursday night? Now he's going to post it Thursday night. Just yeah, to in spite. spite. You. Yeah, you wouldn't do that. No. Um, Montreal, <laughs> Winnipeg. Uh, we got to talk about the hit in, in the series. Shifley um, levels, charge. I guess charges is, is the official mm-hmm. word. Evans. Evans out indefinitely. He seems to be in good shape. No hospital stay. He's improving. Um, you know, Richard, I'm going to tee it up to you. How does this compare to Kadri's hit? I, that's that's kind of what I plugged into the rundown because I I was curious on your guys's take. I mean, of course, the Kadri hit primary um, you know focused contact was the head. It was a defenseless player. It was an ugly hit, an unnecessary hit. I I I feel like the Shifley hit is kind of in that that same category. Although he was playing, he was trying to make a play on the puck. No, he wasn't. This was going to be an empty net goal. You're trying to prevent your team from going any further down. Very little room against a player who does not lift his head to see who's coming at him. Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of wondering, like, in your mind, Adam, I, I want to get your, your opinion on this. Right. Where, where does this lie with the Kadri hit? Is it worth something like an eight-game suspension, or, or is there going to be any suspension at all? Uh, I think this is closer to the Reeves hit, and I think it's less than the Reeves hit. I think this is one game. Um, charging is the only infraction I have here. He took way too many steps to hit the guy. He went, he I, went 200 feet to hit the guy. Cor- that's what I said. I think it's textbook charging. I, I'm i not sure the principal kind of contact was to the head. I'm also not sure it's 100% Shifley's fault because of where the head level went as the guy was getting hit. The problem I have with it, it's charging, <clears throat> and he did go in that upward motion. His feet did leave because of the impact. I still think if you're going to – I think Kadri, um, repeat offender, I think there was intent. Eight there. Reeves, two, repeat offender. Stinking cross-check. To, I mean, he, he cross-checked the back of a goalie's head and then tried to just remove Graves from his body um, a few times. Shifley, not a repeat offender. I think it's a charge. I think it's a bad hit. I don't necessarily call it a dirty hit. I'd give him one game. Lonnie, what's your take? Um, I think it was a dirty hit. I don't think he was playing the puck. He was trying to... If he was going to try to play the puck, he lays out with his stick out in front and tries to poke check the puck away. He wasn't making a play on the puck at that point in time. I think he gets three. I, I don't think... Shifley wasn't making a play on the puck. You're no, saying? he wasn't making a play. On the I don't puck. think he, no, but, but why do you have to make a play on the puck? He was separating body from the puck. He just took two, he took 199 feet to do it was the problem. Yeah. No, I, you know, I, if he was really going to try to stop the goal at that point, he lays out and tries to poke check it away from, from where he was. There was no chance of stopping him from that point. I think he gets three for it. And I think he's lucky if it's only three. See, I think this is the thing. If you want to score an empty net goal and make it hurt, it's kind of like, you know, 3-0 pitch. Why walk the guy? Just beat him. Make it hurt for him to get on base. If you're going to walk him anyway. <laughs> I, no, I mean, I, to me, that, I, that's where it comes. I don't think it was – I think it was a bad hit. I don't think it was a dirty hit. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking this was a dirty hit. Just yeah. – You guys are – I, I mean, mean, you guys are allowed to be I, wrong. We've proven many times in this podcast you guys are wrong. <laughs> we know that. Okay, no, I, so, so you're go, Lonnie's. Go, I'm going one. Lonnie, you said three. I said three. Richard, what was your what's your over under? I'm going to split the difference. He's going to get what Reeves got two games. So you're putting on. The, so so we're nowhere near as bad as the Kadri hit. Uh, no, because he was actively trying to stop an empty net goal. Uh, I'll give him that. Okay. 
We'll see. I'm as soon as we hit stop on this podcast is when it's going to come out, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that's how it works. Yeah, and you know, and it's interesting because we don't know the minimum lengths because everybody has a hearing. There's no like in-person hearing versus hearing right now. Right. When you when they say hearing, we're not sure of of what that you know. There's no new. De- there's no like that old school definition. If you're in person, oh, it's a handful of games or more. Type thing. Yeah. Uh, by the way, in the cadre hit, just in case people didn't notice that, uh, the commissioner did uphold the commission, uh, uphold the suspension, turned down the appeal a couple of days ago. So Kadri's done for the series, essentially, in, uh, in, in the Vegas-Colorado thing, where Colorado leads 2-0. Um, they continue to be fun to watch. Uh, Richard can watch them now because we're in the second round. So, so uh, ex- yeah. <laughs> except I don't have ES. I, I do not have NBCSN, oh so I cannot watch those games. Uh, so, so uh, but I got to see game one, which was great. Okay, so, so you had that. Um, yeah. You you may you may get to see five, six, and seven. Uh, five is on Sunday. That's uh, NBCSN as well. No, that's game four on Sunday. Is that game four? Yeah. Oh, five, right. six, okay. and seven are the two be to be determined with uh, TV to be determined. So you you have a chance. Yeah, it's not going to happen during the week. Uh, you may get a CNBC on yeah. Tuesday. Again, no cable. No cable. I thought, I thought you had some... You have no cable? No, I, I don't. I, no cable. <sighs> I've cut the cord and kind of regretting it. I may have to send you something. <laughs> okay. Um, they're, they're fun to watch, though. Yeah, oh. they're, no, I, I mean, they're, they're just, I think the biggest question in this series is, uh, Robin Leonard game one. That was my question too. Uh, my second question about that game was you've left him in after six goals. Oh, oh, if you're starting him, he's wearing it. No, no, uh, that's, uh, that, that surprised me. The start surprised me more than you at the point of the blowout. You're like, Flurry's got the night off folks. Like, just, just wear it. Like, wear it. Sorry, Robin, you're wearing it. I mean, if you wanted to try and make that a game, which obviously they didn't, you, you put Flurry <laughs> in to start the third period. Uh, you're down six to one. If you're going to no, try and mount any sort of You don't want to get Flurry. Yeah. You don't waste. No. You, at no. that point, Leonard's got to wear it. Keep him off his feet. I don't. I, th- th- starting Flurry in one was, or not starting Flurry in one, sorry, it was um, puzzling. And, like, if they go on to, you know, lose this series, which I think they I think they were going to anyway, but they lose it in a rather, you know, dispiriting manner, say, like, a sweep. Somebody lose a job for this? Like, that well, was... Well, the guy was... Wasn't he... Uh, yeah, well, talk about... Yeah, oof. Mm, I mean, mm. Flurry. it's not like he played poorly in, against Minnesota. He played really well. I, I think more of their thinking was they had a quick turnaround from Minnesota to Colorado, and you had Flurry in for those games. You sit him, but that, that still doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, no. I mean, there was a lot of rust on Leonard. Um, what's really more interesting, Leonard, before game two, doesn't participate in the optional morning skate, and then he scratched before game two, and they had to call up Logan Thompson, who's played all of you know half a game in his NHL career. I mean, you go from wearing it to missing the morning skate due to some, I mean, a random injury. (laughs) Yeah, random. Look, you know, I I get that it was a quick turnaround, but Fleury faced 20 shots in game seven. It's not like he had a lot of work. And he's a seasoned veteran who's been in the playoffs many, many, many years. He's yep. had many series, many quick turnarounds. You know, it right. just doesn't make sense not to have him in there. No, it's uh, some is an asinine decision. Yeah, I it, it it was that was I mean that one was just surprising. It was surprising, and there's no quote out of the that could ever make me believe that it was the right decision. No. I mean, it just, I mean, you, it, he wasn't broken. I mean, unless there was an injury, unless there's an undisclosed injury and we find out down the road that something, he tweaked something and needed some time off. Otherwise, absolutely not. I mean, absolutely not. 
I mean, and I, I don't know if you guys watched any of of game two when you know Colorado took the lead like what a minute and a half into the game. I was thinking, you know, the way that game one ended, this is going to get ugly really, really fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, this is a guy that has won. I mean, Flurry's won. He's got three rings. He's won one cup. Yeah. Two. Do we count 16, 17? Do we count that as his? I think did so. He, did he play the balance? I know he played like half the playoffs then, I think. 15, 16, he didn't because that was the Matt Murray yep. year. Right. Well, I mean, even this year, like, this is what's so puzzling. Even if you take last night out of it, game two out of it, depending on when you listen to this, the his numbers in the postseason, he's four and four. Okay. He's got. A 186 goals against and a 924 and a shutout. One of the games he lost was a one nothing game in game one of the series with Minnesota. He's played really, really, really well. And he has done this, you know, a time or two. Even if he hasn't, you know, whether you want to give him two cups or three, whatever. It's like he's got three rings. He has been part of a franchise that's been extremely successful Oh, and he took this team, you know, backstopped this team to a cup appearance in their first year in existence. I get, you know, dealing for Laner and shoring up your, your goaltending, but guy on a roll. There, there, it's almost inexcusable to not start him. You, you always play the hot goalie, always. Speaking of hot goalies, Vezina finalist, um, guy that we thought, didn't have the edge in a couple series. Philip Grubar last night, I mean, just 39 saves he ended up tallying. Um, the the Colorado Avalanche, by the way, forgot how to shoot the puck in the third period, it, it seemed, watching that game. I mean, they were, it was like 9 nothing at one point, uh, I think in the second media timeout um, in the third period of that game. Um, Grubauer is is emerging, folks. I, I don't know what's gotten into him, but I am loving it, and so is the rest of Colorado right now. Um, he he still doesn't, like, I don't know what it is uh, about his style, but he doesn't make the big flashy saves, which is, is fine. He doesn't need to right now. He's got a good defense in front of him. Uh, he, he makes the routine must-make saves, which is exactly what this team needs right now. I watched the game, uh, the back half of the game with a goalie, former pro goalie last night, and he, he's a guy who he just he gets square. He, he said mm-hmm. that like Flurry is a wedge guy. You'll see him go into the crease and out and in and out the way, but like Grubauer is just a square up guy. He's a quiet goalie. That's that's how he described him. It's just the different styles of goalies that are out there. I mean, and I think sometimes like you get a Hellebuck who flashes the glove, Corey Crawford would do this you know biran was was no you know you guys that move and they're shifty and all that and they look amazing at it wow i mean you know richter with the statue of liberty stuff grubar is just that quiet goalie you know tuka rask you know most of the time is a quiet craig anderson super quiet goalie mm-hmm. you know that's a guy it, it's just that that's the thing with grubar i think he's you know a 943 save percentage and and a i think 166 is, is where he's at 165 i mean the, the dude is the dude's having a good round and a half so far. I think what they finally did is they put a team in front of him that can, you know, allow him to play his game. Yeah. I, I mean, that's pretty simple. When you have a team that's clicking the way the, the skaters are for Colorado right now, your job as goalie is to not screw up and get in the way. Well, but, but let's give him credit. The, last night, they, they did not play the usual. There were a lot of shots Colorado gave up last night. That was a lot. I mean... That was a ton of work um, that Grubauer had last night. He was <sighs> trying to think. Was that? I'm sorry. No, actually, I'm thinking of game one. Sorry, game one's where they got all the shots, right? Yeah, game one. Because, yeah, Vegas didn't shoot. Uh, yeah, I mean, Vegas had 41 shots on goal. That's right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I'm looking at. I'm no, looking no, no. You, you, you're right. 41 yeah. shots on goal. Mm-hmm. Last night, I, I mean, to see Colorado get outshot at home, forty-one twenty-five. Richard, yeah. that you don't see that very often, do you? 
No, you, you don't. Um, but I mean, it, it's just one of those. They're going to go back there. Like they're going to look at the tape. They're going to figure out, you know, what they didn't do properly. Uh, I mean, even though they did eke out that win, you know, they're, they're going to fix it. It's going to come out in game three. And um, man, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens in Vegas. His, his worst game of the playoffs so far was game four against St. Louis, mm-hmm. um, where he gave up two goals and only had a 900 save percentage. <laughs> I mean, we'll take that. Yeah, he's only given up more than two goals one out of his first six games. You know, when he gave up three in game two of, of that first series. But yeah, I mean, so far he's got a 960 and a 951 in two games. You know, he's faced 66 shots and given up three goals in the first two games of this series. And against a team like Vegas, that's obviously great. Because Vegas, Vegas is so complete, they can really turn it on. And oh, they're, they've... Uh, they're probably offensively as gifted as Colorado. Oh, yeah. When you look at it. And, Gru- and, you know, and once again, Gruber, not a big goalie. He's standing up to the offensive firepower of Vegas. It, I would say even possibly more talented offensively only, beca- only because of the depth. They're, I, I think that they're a little bit deeper team. I think Colorado's got the higher the, – their top end has the higher ceiling, but I think Vegas's depth evens things out. You know, yeah, I, I'll, I, I'll give that to you. I was – you know, usually I'd give that to you, but I'm starting to get impressed. I, you've got McKinnon, Langdiscog, and, and Rantanen. Yes. But mm-hmm. McCarr – Gerard is 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 dishing the puck really well. Saad is 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 finally found his role with the team just in time for them not to be able to sign him because of the right. cap. Uh, Jost has been. I mean, the Colorado depth is is starting to be a thing. Yeah, the the young guys they've picked up. I've been impressed with how they've just you know blossomed over the past season. It's you know. Seeing um, Jost and Makar turn into the players that they are right now is just been phenomenal and entertaining to watch. I, I think, Lonnie, I think Jost has been the biggest change because they have another center. Yes. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, he, and I mean, a, a terrific young two-way center, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and like I said, and, and Saad with his experience um, in the playoffs, he's, he's no stranger to, to playoff and, and big game hockey. Um, that that's helping. I, I just, their, their depth. I think their depth is starting to not be a thing. They're, they're impressing me with their, with their actual depth. And Tyson Jost, RFA, uh, after yeah. oh, the season. Oh, we're not even talking about, let's not talk about Colorado's off season. That's yet, fine. Cause that's a whole <laughs> podcast. Oh yeah. I, I, I was worried about, I was looking that up today. I was like, Oh, this, it. It, this has to be the no. year for them. If they don't do it this year, it's no. going to be tough to, to try and do it next year. We, we shift over to the East where for my money, it's the most even series going in with the Islanders in Boston. And I mean, this, this has a seven game ticketed all over. We're, we're tied at one. Um, after two games were tonight, Thursday, tonight, they'll square off in game three. Um, Boston kind of owned it. The Islanders look a little tired in game one. Game two, I think, is what we expected. Uh, Islanders needing a little bit of overtime to, to, to beat Boston in that one. Um, now we go back to Nassau. I'm going to make zero predictions. I mean, we're just – I think we're going to get seven games. I mean, it's just – there's not much difference between these two teams, and we really may come down to the fountain of youth of Rask. You know, it, you, you look all, a lot of the stats are pretty close. If you look at the where they rank among the playoff teams, you know the goals for um, per game played. It's you know Boston's at three forty three, uh, Islanders are at three thirty eight. Um, the big difference is uh, the goals against. Uh, Boston's at two point two nine, and the Islanders are at three. Uh, they've got to figure something out goaltending wise because that's I, I think. New York's really, I mean, really good, really complete team. Um, their depth is really stepping up, also, but they've got a the back end worries you a little bit. Back end and their penalty kill, which is just second worst in the playoffs, those are going to be problems, especially against a team like Boston, which is so offensively talented. Yeah, and 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 they're, the typical rats are doing it in the rat style in in the Boston way, and I mean that very complimentary. But yeah, Varlamovs, uh, who who Richard probably knows all too well, 
Sorokin pro- having a better playoff than Varlamov. Um, Significantly. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Sorokin is who you've got to go with at, at this point and, mm-hmm. and see if you can ride him. But I, I, to me, I think because Rask looks like he's going to ride to retirement in style a bit here, because uh, I fully think he's retiring after this season, um, I think maybe the X factor in this series. Because like, like you said, like, you can look at the numbers and you can just do the eye test. There's not much difference between these two teams no, except there really isn't. the blue paint. So, um, yeah. More goalie news. Uh, coming out of Carolina this morning, uh, Morazic was in the starters net. So we are, looks like we're going to see Mr. Morazic in game three tonight. Uh, Tampa, Carolina, as Carolina goes to Tampa to try to get a win on the board while losing both games two to one in regulation. Yeah, it's, it's, it feels a little bit hard on, uh, Nedeljkovic, um, but I think you you drop two home get you know you lose both games with home ice. You know I I, I kind of like going to the the veteran netminder here uh, to maybe settle things down a little bit. Yeah, I I don't think you have much of a choice being down in the series two nothing, especially losing two at home. Um, you got to shake things up in the net. I, it, I don't think it matters whether it, it is your veteran who is the one who, who dropped those two at home. Going into a, in, into game three in what could legitimately be a sweep against an extremely talented Tampa Bay team, you, you need to you need to shift some things up. You need to mix things up in the net. Well, uh, fifteen shots on goal is all Tampa had, so only thirteen saves, and that Kalorn goal was bad. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I mean, it, it was it, really it, bad. It, it was really bad. It was it was not great goalkeeping. It was worse defense um, from yeah, Brady Shea. Brady, oh, I'm sorry, to, Brady. Come, on. I mean that was. But you that, the goal. But you you got to stop that puck. Yeah, that one is the Sorelli backhand sloppy giveaway. Yeah, I mean the back. I give him more leeway on the Sorelli backhand. So I thought that was, mm-hmm. that was just six. There was a sick backhand there by Sorelli. Once again, stoppable. Um, I mean, he should have made 15 saves in the game. So I understand going to Morazic. Um, I mean, I, I guess he's an experienced playoff-ish goaltender. Yeah. In, in, I mean, he's got experience. I, yeah. He's. It's not screaming. Hey, he's great. Let, let's let's just be honest. There. I mean, we're not. Right. We're not sitting here saying that that. Right. Uh, well, he's not the second coming of Patrick Waugh we're talking about here. But the second coming of Patrick Waugh in the playoffs, though, are we really? I just saying we're we're not saying that this guy is. I'm not saying he's the second right. coming of a Hall of Fame goaltender. I'm just saying he's he is more experienced, and maybe that's what you need at this point. But I, I think we're spending too much time talking about Carolina and not enough time talking about Tampa, which like they've shown they they've shown so far that. They're gonna beat you any way you want to play. You want to grind it out and play two one. They're gonna beat you two one. You want to get into a shootout with them. They'll beat you in a shootout. The, the fact the reason that, I don't talk about them, they're just so damn like. Th- it's hard to talk about them because there's nothing to criticize them on. There's nothing to poke holes at. They're just so good. Yeah. They you just know, are. They are. I mean, somehow they only finished third in that Southeast Division. Well, I, I think. Um, Having uh, Stamkos out for a little while, and uh, I, I think they were they were holding back a little bit, you know, just just biding their time to get into the playoffs. And really, once they were in, they, you know, it didn't really matter. So who they, 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 they didn't care. They going to steamroll them. So they didn't care what seed in the southeast they were. They just wanted to be in the top no, forty in the really. tournament. Exactly. You, you get in, you can steamroll over everybody. Yeah. And and it is. I I've, I have. It is officially the southeast division this time of year. Adam has renamed it. Find me a reason not to call this the Southeast Division Final. Because there's a sponsorship involved, but you know what? They're not paying us, so we don't have to do that. Fine, I'll throw the sponsorship name in front of the Southeast Division because <laughs> nobody from the Central decided to go to the playoffs. That's right. uh, That's true. I mean, Nashville was there, but they're a Southeast city. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, that's SEC <laughs> country there. Um. 
what's do we have anything any surprises left in the second round for you guys anything any wows or surprises you think coming our way no i'm gonna go no the way you guys just kind of like the way you're staring at me enough no okay fine i i I don't i don't think so i mean if if vegas makes this a series and this goes six or seven are you surprised no me neither Uh, seven yes i'll be surprised if it goes seven like if if boston or new york end up you know just ripping the next three off and winning it in five that would surprise me yes mm-hmm. yes um if montreal makes it out in into the final four that would surprise me a little bit just given where they finished the season they weren't the strongest team coming into the playoffs yeah but but you're playing a, a rejuvenated carry price and i still i mean and Kyle I mean, hellebuck still hasn't stepped up at the right time in his career just, just going on, you know, basing it off the end of the season, okay. I did not have high expectations for them. I would be surprised if they make it to the next round. I'm not saying that they're not going to. I would just be surprised. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, we turn our attention to the uh, the draft because we, we now have a draft picks that, that we can talk about in terms of order. Um, here's my big takeaway from the draft last night. I, I had to watch the video late last night. I was not there to watch it live. Gary Bentman is in the studios of the NHL Network in Secaucus. Get a teleprompter. <laughs> he sit there at the beginning reading all the rules off pieces of paper and throwing them on the floor like like a, a comedy in a movie. Like it was like a sitcom. But like you're in the network. They didn't have a teleprompter to give him to read off all that <laughs> stuff instead of like twenty eight or thirty six point font that we could see like in his hand. I missed all that. I turned it on just in the nick of time for everything to start. Oh, go, go, go find it. It's, you can go right to the NHL.com website to see the video where, where the, I mean, Richard, I mean, you're in the business. Um, I'm assuming that a studios like the NHL network studios would have an available teleprompter. Uh, I would assume so too, but you know what? There are some people who are extremely old school and prefer to go with printed paper. Uh, I, I know a few in our business who do prefer the physical paper, even though we do have you know fancy iPads where you can read your script, you can scroll through, you could change things however you want. Uh, no, they still prefer printed scripts over technology that allows them but, to do so much more. But but you have a teleprompter running, don't don't they? Oh yeah, yeah no, there's yeah, still a teleprompter running. Yeah, I, I understand if you don't want the if you want the hard script versus like the iPad, but but Gary Bettman needs a teleprompter for this thing. I'm sorry, it just there's something it just. <laughs> It's so minor league, typical like NHL. It's like David Stern would have never, ever, ever. Adam Silver, Rob Manfred, Goodell, they will never have a script in their hand like that. I'm just saying, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's just that old school. I know he's not, but you know. Oh, even whatever. if he is, but somebody has to tell. Somebody has to tell him. Yes. We're putting your words on a prompter. Just yeah. stop. I mean, what, what would Stern do? That's what they always need to start. That's what Gary should have been living by for years. It's like he learned nothing from working for him for all those years. Nothing, nothing. Um, so I think everybody's highly disappointed in the lottery outcome because we now have the second coming of the Edmonton Oilers. The Buffalo Sabres get a top pick again. Um, so they're going to draft the big defenseman, most likely Owen Power, and somehow screw him up. You know, it's really interesting because I think it was the uh, athletic mock draft says they're going to take power. He's probably the most NHL ready. Huge body. Like six, 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 two fifteen, I think. Yeah, something like that. But they have gone with a lot of first round defensemen lately. And it's the thing. He, he might be the right guy to go number one, but I'm not. You know, for most teams, I'm not sure he's the the right. Bubba is going to take him, but I just I'm not sure that's the the right move is to go with another uh, blue liner. Uh, yeah, it's it's there. Um, the cool part about it, though, I think, is people are excited. The Kraken are going to be on the board number two. Um, we'll, we'll see who they take. Uh, they may they may take what you know three Michigan guys are going to go probably in the top five or six. Uh, Matty Beneers got hurt today. His right ankle looks like it's in disrepair for a bit. Um, as he had a non-contact, lost his edge, spilled into the board at the World Championships. 
but you know, hey, we're gonna get the uh, we're gonna get some uh, crack and love right away in the NHL draft this year. They, we don't have to wait till five because that's where they were the low slot for them. Yeah, and it's the the only the only teams that changed order were Seattle. Correct. Seattle and Anaheim flipped from where their odds were. Yeah, there's everything like, else so, ran down the line. So that makes Seattle the biggest winner and NHL fans the biggest loser because the Sabres got number one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this, new format, oh, oh. this new format, there's no like big winners and losers. It's kind of... Well, I, I, I want to see if anybody remembers, uh, where did Vegas in their inaugural season, in their first draft, where did they end up picking in the first round? Did you have in the answer? 2017? Do you have the answer? No, I was asking to see if you knew oh, off the top of your head. I believe they picked fourth. Fourth is what I want to say in the 20s. Oh, I think they, they dropped a spot. Yeah. I think so. Maybe. We'll see. You know, I mean, the, 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 let's be honest. The Kraken expansion draft is more exciting than, than their pick in this draft. I mean, that, that, that's what we're all looking forward to, to see how they construct their team and who's available and, and all that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... I, I get the new format and all that, but it was boring. I mean, there was, there was no no intrigue with it. Vegas went sixth. Okay. Oh, and I should yeah. have known that because I've read enough about the uh, r- recently of the 2017 draft uh, that had um, number one and number two would not go anywhere near the top two in that pick. In that draft, where Heiskanen went three, McCarr went four, Pedersen went five, uh, Hishier and Patrick went one two. That's right. Um, I forgot McCarr was in, in that draft. Right, right, and and Cody Glass went uh, to Vegas at six. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that, that wasn't a bad draft class. It. If you, I mean, if you look at one, if you take one and two out of the top five, yeah, that's not a bad draft class. Right, right, right. You know, we're starting to get to the point where there's no such thing as a bad draft class. If you take out this guy or that guy, there's always like five, six guys in every draft to pan out, right? Yeah, I, I just, you know, yeah. as he was reading them off, I, I forgot that was the, the draft that Colorado took Kale McCarr. So, you know, we get, a good draft we, for we, us. We, we get it. We get it. Kale McCarr is, is great and young and all that. So, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anaheim three, Jersey four, Columbus five. Uh, are, are the top five picks, and then everything else down through is in the order as it is. Uh, did, big question for the Red Wings: Will one of the Michigan guys be left? That's that's really what the question is. For yes, the but yes, but Ken Johnson at six is not worth it. Can't take him there. He's number three by Central Scouting, dude. Kent Johnson is. Yeah. Every mock Central draft Scott? I've seen has him at the back end of the. Top. I'm not talking about the. I'm not talking about the mock draft. I'm talking about the I final. The fi- he came out third in the NHL's final rankings. They have him ahead of Luke Hughes. Uh, Hughes is four. They got Michigan guys Mi- one through four, huh? They got well, no, Michigan one, Michigan three, one, three, and six. Six. They have Beniers at six. Beniers at six. Interesting. But a lot of people are saying he can go two or three because they know he's going back to Michigan. So if you're not a team that's looking to win in the next two years, you let him go back to Michigan, and then you got another couple of years of him, right? Type thing. So which, yeah, like I said. If you're one of these top teams, I, I don't. You need to stop giving into the pressure. We'll talk about some more of winning now. If you're not a team that's going to win now, there's no reason with getting a guy that's going to go to college for one or three years. Which means if you if he goes to college for three and you got three entry level, you got six more years of him. Right. You know, to to mold him type thing. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see about that. Um, mention the worlds. U.S. may in Canada may both win medals, but they're not going to meet in the gold medal game. Uh, the U.S. demolished Slovakia today. Uh, Canada eked by not Russia because that's who they played. They played not <laughs> Russia. Um, and uh, if you are uh, around at 7.15 Eastern on Saturday morning, a little coffee and eggs and hockey for you in the semifinal of U.S. and Canada. So, you know, that, that's 5.15 for you, Richard. Hey. I'm up at that hour anyway. He doesn't have the I, NHL network though. On a sa- on a Saturday yeah. on a Saturday though. Was- uh, our our resident alarm clock is set to about five o'clock. Yeah, ah, we'll gotcha. we'll be up. Your resident, you yeah. need to you need to adjust him. Seriously. Yeah, I, I, 
we, we thought that maybe if we spring forward, things might change. And no, no. He needs, he needs to spring. Tough break. Not adjustable. Richard, I'm, I'm going to let you talk about a topic you care about. It's, it's very Colorado centric. <laughs> Apparently you shouldn't have cut the cord because DirecTV would be giving you money back, I guess. Uh, they, they would be uh, if I ever had their service to begin with. Um, yeah, so I, I put this under hockey-adjacent news because this does impact the local hockey team here in Colorado. Um, DirecTV has uh, been told that they need to refund their customers here in Colorado after charging them for Altitude Sports when Altitude Sports was blacked out on DirecTV during a contract dispute. They have to pay up to $1 million in refunds to their customers. Not only that, and this, this has nothing to do with hockey, but it's part of the settlement. They have to refund customers because they were charged for a high-definition service fee because high-definition is now just the standard for broadcast. That is an obsolete fee, and now they have to pay it back to the customers. Um, so, I mean... They they reached an agreement, I believe, at the beginning of this season. So Altitude Sports was back on DirecTV, but people who did pay into that will be getting, I think, a five dollar credit for their uh, for their blackout issue. Or if you are a former customer, they will mail you a five dollar check. Well, go go get yourself a fancy cup of coffee in Colorado there. With that, yeah, or you know, go get a couple from a truck stop or a pint. Yeah. Um, uh, in AHL news, congratulations to the Bakersfield Condors, who are tournament champions. <laughs> Pacific Division. Pacific champions. Division, hated by the players that it even happened. Tournament yeah. champions as they dispatched of the Silver Knights. Cool thing, though, I will say. Uh, they moved a couple of the games due to fans being allowed in, and it was a darn near sellout, uh, if not an actual official sellout, to T-Mobile Arena. Oh. Yeah. So they, uh, yeah, so they, they didn't play in Henderson. They they played them in T-Mobile, uh, that, that final game, and I, it, it was lots of fans. And it was, That's it was pretty great. good. Yeah, if you check some of the videos, I mean, it's pretty freaking cool. Um, and by the way, Palm Desert, California, where the Kraken are going to have their team, uh, they broke ground yesterday on that arena. So uh, 2022 is when they're going to be in that arena for them. So lots of good stuff uh, there. That's Coachella Valley. So, you know, music and hockey coming together in, in the world there. So, and it looks like everybody's coming back next year there. So the Atlantic Division will be more than three teams next year in the DHL. That that would be nice. Uh, <laughs> covering it this year was, yeah. I mean, it was necessary to cut that down, but it was a little dull to go over the standings in the Atlantic. Yeah, and then the SPHL just got word all their teams officially are committed to come back next year. And actually, Peoria is uh, going through a logo change. They're bringing the old captain back in their logo. And apparently the great story out there, they've uncovered the suit An old, uh, the old mascot who is the director of game ops for grand rapids. Now apparently has had it in storage the whole time they've been talking to him. He's going to send the suit back to Peoria, the old captain. So those that know the old Peoria Riverman stuff, they're going to restore it and they're going to have their captain suit along with Rocky as, as well. So oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. It was in storage. How, how minor league sports is that story? That is just fantastic. Isn't that great? I love it. I love yeah. it. Stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, I got your old mascot costume. I just had it in my closet. Let me get sorry, it out I, to you. I, sorry, I accidentally moved it to Grand Rapids. Yep. Yeah. Right. I'll dry clean it, then send it to you. You know, as, as somebody that has moved hockey teams, has moved hockey teams after a team is folded, and different scenarios I've had, you, you'd be shocked as well as unshocked of what I have procured or ended up with or stored out of um, choice, out of um, uh, borrowing, if you will, you know, borrowing. Just, that's what we're calling it. Yeah, borrowing. Yes, yes. I, I was borrowing it and holding it for them. I can't help if they never came back. Seems what was reasonable. I supposed to do with it then? <laughs> that's fair. No, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, there's still some Sherwoods in, in my garage that that I haven't even started using from from a certain team that used to be in the Central Hockey League in the Mountain Time Zone. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any lefties left. Those have all been given. I got a few righties, but uh, it'll come in handy as a five-year-old gets start to play hockey this fall. So cut them down. Cut them down. Give her, let her go. Yeah, that'll be good. Yep. Go. Yeah. So, a- any other topics? Anything off script, gentlemen? <laughs> uh, no. I, okay. I think that was that's about all I had queued what, up for us. What What do we do with picks now, Richard? How How you doing this? Do, do we do picks? I mean, there's only four series going on. There's not a lot of games. Right. Like, I mean, what I, do you what we, do you do? Pick, is that like Lonnie just cruising to victory doesn't sound fun. Right. Right. Uh, Sounds we, fun we can do to a me. Little post. <laughs> quiet, you. Um, <laughs> we we could do a little uh, little postseason action here. Do just the two games on Saturday if you want. Let's do it. Cue the music. All right. Cue the music, Zach. Zach, you need to get me music. All One right. of these weeks you're actually going to do and it's going to throw me for a loop. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm not going to be able to like post it for you. Like I'm going to do it in post-production. I'm not actually going to have it on air. So you're going to be like, whoa, wh- wh- what is this? Uh, okay, here we go. Playoffs. Game number one, I believe, is uh, Boston in New York. Uh, it's not the first game to play, but that's just the first one that came up on my app. <laughs> I was like, um, <laughs> that, that one's later in the day, but you know what? So game number on one is the late is game, the second but it's game. actually it's game, game four game. of the series if you're following along on your scorecard at home. In the second round, yes. So it's game number It's It's our first game we're picking. First game that we're going to pick. Got that, Lonnie? Lonnie looked confused. <laughs> yes. Fuzzy math, I know. Yes. Fuzzy math. So, so let's game number four is the fourth game of the second round that is the second to be played that day. But it's game number one. But it's the first one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get on with this pathetic hoedown. Uh, Boston at New York. Lonnie, who you got? Oh, I'm going to go with the Islanders. All right. You, you sound very sure of that. I'm glad. Adam. Boston ties it up uh, 2-2. All right. You're having him lose tonight. I am. Okay. You, or, you, you picked up on that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm picking up. I, I'm, I'm smelling what you're stepping in. Um, all right. Game number two, which is the first game to be played. Up north. Montreal, Winnipeg. Which is, which is game four. Which is well. game. Not game two. Sorry. No, no. Game three, won't it? No, 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 no. Saturday is... It'll be game three. No, Carolina-Tampa is... uh, Carolina-Tampa? Yes, Carolina-Tampa's game. I'm ah, looking at the wrong one. I didn't even hear the the teams. I didn't realize you screwed up the teams because I was so focused on your game two, which is game four, and yeah. Okay. Um, Adam, Carolina-Tampa in Tampa. I... Oh, God. God, this is so tough because I don't think it's going to be a sweep. Oh, actually, yeah. hold on. I forgot to make my pick. Oh. I, I, I did not officially put down. Uh, Boston's going to be uh, leading that series three games to one. You have. All right. You're, uh, yeah, you're not even. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to enjoy all the extra work that the editor has to do on this podcast. <laughs> oh, wait, Richard. Sorry. That, our bad. That's you. <laughs> hey, I'm just producer now. I don't edit this thing. Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, That's what Philip is for. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's right. This is this is his initiation. This is his going to be his test episode. Ugh. All right. Uh, Carolina, Tampa, <laughs> Adam. We'll finally get to you. I, I don't think it's going to be a sweep, but now I've got to figure out which game Carolina is going to win. Um, I I think Carolina wins game four. Yeah, I think they go game four. I'll go Carolina. All right. Lonnie? Tampa closes them out. Oh. Break out the brooms. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if Mrazek has it for game three. I don't think if they stick with him, I don't think he's going to have it for game four. Tampa, it is going to be a sweep. So I'm the only, only one that doesn't think it's going to be a sweep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you can you can follow us on the Twitter, right? You'll have all those on the Twitter. I will have all these on the Twitter. You can follow us at phn underscore podcast. And if you feel like making your own picks for these two games, you can use the hashtag phnpicks. 
Next time the first line joins you, we will be probably two-ish games deep into the Final Four. Yeah. What, what they're calling the Stanley Cup semifinals this year. That's the official. So, so it's first round, second round, semifinals, and final, just for the official NHL lingo. So, yeah, we're, we're not in division finals currently. We're in the second round. Right. So has there been any official word are, uh, are okay, the so, conference trophies going to be awarded this season? No, uh, no, they are not. Yes. Yeah. No, I thought, no, the conference trophies are being awarded. I thought they were not being awarded. I thought the official word was there was no conference trophies. Did they change that? Because originally they were saying that it's to be determined who gets what. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to throw it out. Not, now, we're gonna, now we're really going to fight about this. Uh, oh, no, they will not be awarded. They will not You're be. Correct. I was right. They changed it on May 14th. I'm two weeks behind. Uh, which is, that's, see, that's stupid. Stupid. They no, should, it's not. Why? You go you deep have into the playoffs and then make the decision? Yeah, no. I, it's, I, I, I'm more mad about the decision and the timing of that rather than what they're actually doing. They announced before the playoffs. It's, yeah, it's stupid. They, they should give them out. You should award them to a winner. Um, we, we do still have one thing that has to play out of the Montreal-Winnipeg where-are-they-going-to-play scenario. Because it's still the assumption they're going to have to come to the U.S. Um, nothing substantiated, but I think we're down potentially to a Minnesota or Chicago scenario of a host. Yes. I think Winnipeg goes to Minnesota, Montreal to Chicago. There were rumors that Buffalo was in play if Toronto would have advanced. And nobody talked about Edmonton because the rumors didn't start till after they were already eliminated because it didn't take long. <laughs> but that, that was the three cities everybody was talking about. I find interesting Detroit was never mentioned for Toronto. I thought that was even odder. Buffalo's, um, but, a, lot, Buffalo's a lot closer. Yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is. But uh, yeah, so I, and I, but I, it's almost it, Buffalo, Chicago, Minnesota were the talks. I think it was ticketed one team was going to each place type thing, but Winnipeg was going to use Chicago as a backup in case Minnesota was still involved. But with Minnesota out, they become a hostable city. So keep our ears peeled on that. Um, so Look, we'll, being we'll in Minnesota, I'm, you know, let's go Jets. There you go. Yeah, you can you know, get some <laughs> credentials and you can go to those games there, buddy. See some live yeah. hockey. So... Okay, parting thoughts, Richard Cote. Uh, yeah, my, my parting thought this week, I'm going to go back to the very beginning of the episode where uh, Adam had mentioned that, uh, as they would say in French, we are in round two or trois, which is three. Yeah, I realize that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I uh, just wanted to bring that to the listeners' attention. We are paying attention to our mistakes, and we learn from them. That's my parting thought. Do is what I should have said, not twa. Do. Yep. Yeah. Wait. We learn from our mistakes? I like to say we do, but no. No. Really? That was your parting thought? You were just waiting for that, an error? That, that was very Tony Reale stat boy-like, by the way. My, my parting thought was actually going to be the direct TV thing ah. if we didn't have time for it. So, you know. No, you're too young for the Tony Reale stat boy reference? You only know him as around no, the horn? No. I, I thought I you only that. know him as around the horn? I mean, come on. No. I know him from party okay. interruptions. Sad. Dude's parlayed himself from screwing up, fixing Tony's and uh, Bulldog's screw up to quite a career. Yeah. Lonnie, parting thoughts? We sort of talked about this before we started recording, Adam, you and I did. Um, and I made reference to the uh, future Columbus Blue Jacket, um, Mitch Marner. There, there are two headlines on NHL.com right now as we're recording. One of them is Parisi still has role with Wild, GM says. And the, the one right below it, Maple Leafs won't part with Marner, GM says. Now, I have, you know, zero front office experience in the NHL, but it seems like business 101 to not dangle, you know, assets like that out and say, yeah, they have no role on our team or we are going to trade them because don't you just devalue your asset that way? I don't think, I mean, I certainly have, you know, no, no belief that either of those guys are with those teams again 
come uh, come training camp in the fall. But I just I find it amusing that the, the sheer the, the denial of something that is so obviously going to be denied, you know, makes headline news in in the middle of the playoffs. So you're saying Mitch Marner for Seth Jones rumors are going to be starting? Uh, haven't they already? Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I wish I listen. I wish I could take credit for starting them, but it mm. feels like I mean Seth Jones is going to be traded. He doesn't want to sign an extension. He wants to test free agency. If you're Columbus, you you can't hang on to him, if, if, knowing that what, he's probably going to walk. You know, not only do you not have front office experience. You don't even have a business degree, so you're in, so business one hundred and one. I mean, it probably never took a business course being a journalism major at Michigan State. I had to take e- I had to take uh, micro and macro econ as uh, prereqs to graduate. Yeah, why did I had to do too? I like, why, no why, idea. Why do journalism students need to take economics? It's it, it absolutely makes no sense to me. But I used sort of what I learned in that class. I can't remember what I learned in that class. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, my parting thought, congratulations to my cousin, uh, Jessica and her husband, Ben. Uh, they, they had the, a baby boy. Uh, so, you know, another, gener- another add to that generation of the family. Um, they, they needed a G name, and it, it was going to be the name even for their, potentially for their first kid if it was a boy, which it wasn't. Um, here's the funny story. It's a house divided. You have a Blackhawks fan and diehard Blackhawks fan of my cousin who married a diehard Blues fan. Um, we grew up in the St. Louis area, so everybody makes mistakes. We understand. They named him a very a team that they both hate equally are are the Red Wings. His name is Gordy. <laughs> I was over there for dinner the other day. I said, oh, I'm going to, I said, you guys, you know, the blue, there's, there's a fight of is, which fandom is he going to be? And I said, just make him a Red Wings fan. And you, every, then he's kind of neutral in the hate. And I, I got the, st- the stare down. I was like, hey, we hate, both of us hate the Red Wings less and hate each other more now due to the new, you know, with the conference alignments. Right? Yeah. Funnier part of this, when Jessica, who, who grew up in a hockey family, was a figure skater, but grew up in a hockey family. Picked out the name. Had no clue it was a hockey name. Come on. No. <laughs> what, did, what did your uncle say, more importantly? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't ask him uh, specific on that. Uh, but yeah, the, I just, she had no clue it was a hockey name. That's and She fully admits this. Amazing. Yeah. O- only that's, the greatest great. you know, hockey player of all time. Yeah, second greatest hockey player of all Whatever. time. Third, third, third greatest hockey player of all time. Who you put it? Who do you have two? Lemieux one, Gretzky two, Howe three. I've always said I, if Lemieux doesn't have injuries, he would have had all the records. Lemieux was a better all-around player than both of them. If, 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 if. Yeah, but Lemieux is the third greatest hockey player of all time. I can live with that too. But uh, Fine. Yeah. That's to me, the top three can interchange. I but. Gretzky's probably the greatest. Anyway, yeah, so congratulations to them. But yeah, a hockey, yeah. So a Red Wings fan and a house divided. Lonnie, see if you can work on that. Send them some, send them some stuff. I, I will see, see, what, uh, see what hand-me-down baby gear we have. We'll send, there you go. I'll send their way. <laughs> Guys, enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy the uh, end of the world. Championships is the better round is this weekend. For Richard Cote, Lonnie goes with I am Adam. And I thank you for listening to another edition of uh, the Pro Hockey News Podcast. <laughs>